You are now listening to The Junk and Jam Hour Online Radio Broadcast With your on-air host Christopher Albert As heard only on Radio Free Brooklyn Happy Monday everyone You are listening to The Junk and Jam Hour Right here on Radio Free Brooklyn. On Radio Free Brooklyn, the nonprofit, the community organization, and freeform internet radio station, we stream original content by New York City artists and broadcasters, DJs, journalists, you name it, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, right here. Uh, it is Radio Free Brooklyn's goal to empower and amplify the otherwise unheard voices within our communities. And on the Junker Jam Hour, it is always my objective. To share and highlight the artistic and creative journeys behind the impressive projects and contributions of some of today's most talented underground and groundbreaking artists and entrepreneurs. Now, my special guest today, two musician buddies uh, from Brooklyn who have been quarantined together in Texas, were once part of a four plus piece band, a punk adjacent <laughs> Brooklyn garage band, as they called it but have since found renewed energy and joy in creating and producing music as a duo, used to producing music amongst the backdrop of the fused environments of the tinkling piano keys and erratic hunkering of New York City construction work. They now enjoy recording new music from the beautiful, eccentric city of Austin, Texas, more specifically are working on a wonderfully fun EP at King Electric Studios over the next few months and share their platform with other singers and songwriters on their weekly Facebook Live showcase series called Songwriters in Space. I need an echo for that. Uh, they have self-described their music as if the guy having a breakdown at a cocktail party brought a tambourine. We're going to have to clarify that. Did he bring the tambourine with him or did he buy it at the bar? Um, others have described their music as pretty good. Some others too loud, but they don't have any taste. I'm here to talk about their newfound joint ventures in music and in life. Our popish, altish, folkish, indie duo band, Sanderling, featuring singer, songwriter, and musician Annie Nershell. Did I pronounce that right, Annie? You got it. Andy Nershell and singer, composer, and pianist. I'm sure I pronounced that right. Russ Stone. <laughs> it's Stone. It's <laughs> it's French. <laughs> Let's get some applause that you guys can't hear apparently because that's the Zoom setup going on. Apparently, you guys can't hear the other stuff going in. Hi, guys. Hello. The implied applause. We love it. We live for the implied applause. Okay, here we go. More, more for you. You'll hear it later in post. We can always applaud ourselves too. What was that? <laughs> Always applaud ourselves too. We're we're good at that. Yes. Oh yeah. You know what? As you should. I mean, if you don't love it, how are you going to expect others to love it? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Our our genre is indie narcissism. Oh yeah. (laughs) Indie narcissism. That's the way of the world. (laughs) You can do it yourself. So. Mm -hmm. Um. Now you guys have been to Radio Free Brooklyn. The studio before, right? On the road an hour. That's right. As a, as yes. a, as a different ensemble. <laughs> I guess technically that was as Annie Nershell. Oh, okay. 
one other guy went went with us when we played as a three piece on that show. Got it. And, um, we did that other show too, right? Uh, Radio Free Brooklyn, uh, Lost and Rewound. Yeah, that's the Lost one. Lost and Rewound. Love it, love it. So you guys are pretty much Radio Free Brooklyn pros. Thank you so much for always lending your talents and your music to our audiences. Now, we just had Halloween. I know you guys were the costume runners up <laughs> um, on the Austin Chronicle. Um, you guys were the Ann Richard Ann Richards Bridge, Congress Avenue Bridge, mm-hmm. um, which shelters apparently the largest urban bat colony in North America. <laughs> yeah, it's a big tourist attraction, and I grew up in Austin. Yep. So I remember going there as a kid, and I haven't been back since. But we just thought it would be a fun costume idea. Like, who's going to go as a bridge? So now, now each of you were part of the bridge. Now, does the bridge open up? So does we, the bridge open up? Oh, like in real life? Yeah. <laughs> no, just in costume, costume form. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's just a bridge with a road over it and okay. bats under it. And, 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 and a bridge. Russell was a bat, and I was a tourist on the bridge. Got yeah, it. We were wearing the bridge on, our, on ourselves, but I was dressed as a bat, and she was dressed as a tourist. I love it. Um, and, and what event was this for that you guys... How did we find it? Um, it was just this local newspaper, the Austin Chronicle, had a costume contest. Come on down. How you fun. Okay. And... Um, the the third place winners were um were frackles which are in austin bird i don't think they're specific to austin but grackles are everywhere in austin just these little black birds yeah 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 i saw that (laughs) and there was one there people were very offended they didn't win it was an awesome amazing costume it was but one comment was like oh grackles are real austin bats are for the tourists (laughs) <laughs> so now we're riding the high of being um, being a tourist attraction. Yeah, I mean, I kind of see their Thank point. You. I mean, but so many, like, it's the thing that real Austinites know about. But I, I, so, I, I think here, I was the bridge. It's fine. Yeah, I, I think <laughs> the the real way to state that, as you would in New York, uh, about whether it's the Empire or the Statue of Liberty, is. Mm-hmm. It's something that the tourists appreciate and the local people of Austin take for granted. Pretty much. I'll take that. Yes, that's the correct way to say it, right? That's how we do it. (laughs) But it belongs to everyone here. We don't appreciate the Statue of Liberty. (laughs) (laughs) What does she know? (laughs) I don't know. Wearing a grackle costume in Austin is like in New York if our costume was like a pile of garbage bags on the sidewalk. <laughs> With rats. With rats. Yeah, yes, yes. That's, I think that's the difference is we wish more tourists in New York would appreciate our rats. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I read this news story the other day about this guy in the Bronx who fell through the sidewalk into a hole full yes. of rats. Yes, oh, yes. <laughs> Terrifying. <laughs> Yes. Halloween. That is Halloween. Halloween's over after that. <laughs> exactly. 2020 is a mess. 
my god. Don't we all know it? So you guys have been shacking up. I know you're at your you're in your hometown and 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 at home, um, Russ in in Austin. Um, and Annie, you are originally from Connecticut, right? Um, the only thing we had going for us was we did the we had the Jerry Springer show there. Yeah, <laughs> very fascinating fact. I love it. Nothing else. So when you were an intern, I was in an intern of the Jerry Springer show. <laughs> that is my claim uh, to fame for riding that high. <laughs> I don't think I have to do anything else for the rest of my life. No, no. Yeah, you can just throw space on that for sure. I'm just coasting, man. <laughs> Except you will not be bringing coffee to anybody else ever again. Unless it's to Russ, maybe. Um, she doesn't normally. She, no. She should bring me coffee, theoretically. He doesn't really. Sometimes he does. <laughs> In theory, I love coffee. In practice, I'm terrible at drinking it. <laughs> it's just all theoretical oh that smells good this is gross i'm not <laughs> i want you to bring it to me because i want attention right That's i want it. my name on a cup <laughs> exactly. That's it. you just want the experience for for a barista to spell your name wrong exactly it's, it's true though i'll make coffee in the morning and give her a cup then like four hours later i'll be like i made more coffee you want some and she'll still have a full cup yeah it's <laughs> it's it's just for the ambiance it's just for mm-hmm. the yeah it's part of the environment exactly so. but you are a tea drinker tea. um i Ish. just you do the same thing with tea. I just yeah. want to complain. I just want to have things to complain about. I felt like on one of the uh, of the uh, recent uh, songwriters in space, you were drinking at the piano some tea, or was that just a cup filled with fake blood? <laughs> we at least it was a cup tea. of fake blood. It was just it. juice. <laughs> Exactly. It was nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Just an empty. Because you don't want to spill it on the equipment or the or the actual instrumentation. The thing about Austin is that okay, so we we were at, like coasting at a hundred degrees for a really long time. For we dropped. <laughs> we dropped to like thirty, and so I did. I did have some tea to try and fight that. Okay. Um, but that's that's really like that's it. That's the only thing. Yeah, um, we were house sitting for an extended period of time, like two months, and they let us use their extra car, but the AC was broken, uh, so we really couldn't go anywhere because we'd be driving around in a hundred degree heat in a car with no AC. Oh God! So you drop down to thirty, that and your 30. your yep. body is rejecting <laughs> yeah. the change. So yeah, you're just like completely completely mucus. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, maybe people combat this. Well, we're glad you guys are are feeling much better, and 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 of course, you guys are in Texas, which is it's now there's a little uptick in the coronas. So please continue to stay safe and do what you have to do. And um, you too. Thank you, thank you. Um, yes, we are very blessed to have our health still. Now, um, what was the decision for you guys? to leave in New York obviously the coronavirus was a big factor in that but together well I mean your friends your buddies your bandmates 
to some people, you call yourself siblings. <laughs> We're kissing cousins. We're kissing cousins. You got to throw that in there. <laughs> We're also lovers secretly. Secretly. I feel like that's it's no one's. Yeah, we have to have sort of like the white stripes the thing going where people don't really know. No, I like that. <laughs> I like that. But what went into the decision that we're going to do this together? We have been together for four months at that point. Okay. Yeah. Secretly. Secretly. <laughs> And I had unofficially moved into Annie's apartment, <laughs> which her roommate was surprisingly okay with. Okay. <laughs> surprisingly. And, um, <laughs> it was like a Monday and we were really stressed. It was the very beginning of when everything was locking down and it was terrifying. Yeah. And it was like a Monday. We were like, let's just go to Austin and hang out there. My mom had actually texted me and like, you guys should come here. It's safer. And at first I was like, no, mom. But then I thought about it. It was like, why not? That actually might be a lot better. There's so much more space in Texas. We can drive everywhere. It's much more easier for social distance. So we found a flight for like two days later. And it was the beginning of the pandemic. So the tickets were like $27. Yes, that's right. (laughs) And nobody was on the plane. It was really empty. Yeah. This was the end of March. We thought it would be like a few weeks, a month maybe. But now it's November and we're still I know, I know. We talk about this from time to time. We've we've been dating for um, a year. A year. There was four months. A year, 200 years. Yeah. 200. What a a gamble to be like, we we are going to go in this thing together and um, hopefully we won't be sick of each other. It just ended up working out. I don't know if we would still be. Well... I, I, right. I, and, and you know, this is something my, my husband and I do, and we have done. I, a few years ago, we had a goal to move to Los Angeles. And one day we were just like, we're just going to go before our goal. Let's just go do it. <laughs> but you do it I together and you don't really have anything to worry about other than ensuring that the other person is okay with, exactly. during, you know, the whole thing. And, yeah. Um, but but as artists too, right? Because we're all artists. Um, if that's not something you were used to, certainly this time has jolted everyone to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. A thousand percent. Yeah. Completely. Nothing makes sense anymore. Nothing, Nothing makes, makes sense. sense. Has that been gold though for your creativity? On and off, I would say. Uh-huh. I mean, we've had a lot of other things go on in our lives. Yeah. I was stuck in a job I hated, and I just started grad school, and just, you know, in the good times, it's been great, but then there's yeah. downtime, just like, I know. this whole situation is not great for, like, stable mental health and emotional health. This is very health. true. Yeah. But, um, yeah. but sometimes we've been able to harness that into a creative energy, too. Yes. I, and I think that's, that's the mental health part, is... Now you have to get creative to with the therapization, mm-hmm. and and how do you articulate that frustration, that angst, yeah. that anxiety into something? And of course, being musicians, and by the, you are a beast, by the way, on that piano. Hell <laughs> yeah! Thank you so much. And and Annie, your voice is is really, it's 
And I'm not blowing smoke up your ass here. But it's it's just so rich. I love the color. I love the tone. But you know what? Why don't we play some music and then we'll talk about that Um, because obviously this is the labor of your love while being in quarantine this is something you guys worked on together Um, not the first thing you've worked on together but um, obviously this is I guess this is something that was born out of this time together so which I love and and that's at the end of the day you're like oh this did not just happen but hey this manifested from it so Let's begin and let's listen to Marigolds, which was manifested out of the beautiful, beautiful stay in Austin, Texas. You guys are listening to the Junkie Jam Hour right here on Radio Free Brooklyn. And joining us, of course, is the duo Sanderling. And this is their first and latest single, Marigolds. Thank you. 
station She went to the station to sanitize all of her eyelids Coming down like hell on her windows Her voice smells her halos on her scent And in how did you find me in this eyeline amethyst Rigging eight dollar rosé She's waiting for this to be over She's painting her toenails with bagels or something Oh sunshine, take me over, carry me under guys are listening to the Jugga Gym Hour right here on Radio Free Brooklyn. That was Sanderling with Marigolds. Let's get them back on. Hello, guys. Hello. Hey, guys. It's, been so <laughs> it's been so long. Um, that is such a beautiful song, and there's so much um, we should cover. Now, I know you said uh, you described the song as a reluctant apology <laughs> to people we love so much for the things we do when we are broken down. Obviously, one of those things is a lie. Describe the, the um, I don't want to say intent, but I guess inspiration behind the song. So, um, I was just explaining this to... Russell's mother yesterday. Um, and it's a thing you don't really, it's like a, it's like a hindsight thing when you go back, yes. you're like, ah, oh, yes, this is yeah. probably what this line's intention was. Got yeah. it. So I'm <laughs> um, the song, I remember writing it um, when I was just sitting upstairs. Uh, Russell has uh, two pianos and I was on the, on the smaller one in the house. Um, Shut and I was, I know, right? <laughs> Sometimes I'll be playing the, the electric one. I can't really play piano, but I know a few chords. I know, I'm, I'm with you. Playing a little bit, and then Russell will go downstairs and play the big piano, and I'll be like, damn it! <laughs> I am being so overshadowed. Boiled. So I was playing the little one upstairs, and um, kind of singing uh, an apology note from my brain to me, like a theoretical, like... It's been like, a what long day. Everything isn't as bad as I think it is. Yeah. Um, to myself on the piano. And I played it for Russell on the big one. And um, he was able to come up with the rest of this this little thing I put together. Um, but I think this is a very long one. I'm not sure why it's taking me so long to get there. I don't know. I think it's just... It's okay. Listen, sometimes there are no answers. It just is. This is what we're created. <laughs> um, I don't think I'm getting back to where I was is an interesting line. And 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 I think for some people, that's mm-hmm. the hard part is getting to the acceptance of that. Yeah, it's a COVID song. <laughs> it's a life song. 
things are not as bad as I think they are kind of song yeah I mean we're not in this alone Who? why am I gonna sit here and complain about it when everybody's life is sort of been dumpster fire <laughs> dumpster fire <laughs> um it's been a long day it's a big mess I'm a canvas bag of excuses um when we say I'm sorry I lied are we talking to other people or are we talking to ourselves Oh, man, Are we making question. excuses to ourselves or and, and, and maybe pretending things are one way or the other? Is it for ourselves or is it to keep other people happy? And this could be generally answered. <laughs> I feel like it's a little of both, maybe. Yeah. And like, it's different for different people, but like, yeah, I think sometimes you could even say like our egos are a little bit tied up in like pleasing our friends and keeping the people around us happy sure that's not like completely a bad thing but at what point is it like i'm saying this so that they feel better because then i feel better because they don't feel bad yeah it's like hard to pinpoint yeah And, and i think the the most and it's not for everyone but i would say songwriters and producers and vocalists as yourselves there does come a point where and and again it could happen in hindsight right Annie it could happen in hindsight that oh this started out for us but there's such Mm -hmm. a bigger picture and it could help so many others articulate things that they might not know how to otherwise and it's through the song that they can definitely I mean who knows what it could trigger to the person at the other end um now Countryqueer.com has described marigolds as a manic earworm. (laughs) I don't know if I would call it manic. (laughs) Um, I would call it lush. I I, I love, I mean, just where you guys, now you guys can't see because we're on audio, but from where I'm sitting, (laughs) it's just so beautiful. I mean, this is such a great place you guys are in, I guess, for that inspiration does your environment inspire the sound as well wow what a great question does i mean i guess it could happen subconsciously our proximity for sure to each other yeah oh Um, yeah yeah i mean i would say for me at least definitely when i'm writing um i just feel like i'm very inspired by sort of like the general like vibe or like emotional backdrop of wherever I am. And a big part of that is like the space we're in. I mean, yeah. we're in my parents' house in Texas and there's all these wide open spaces. Mm-hmm. And like, it's not a hundred percent true, but I do feel like in some of the things I've written more recently, I can hear like the space I was in when I was writing it. Yeah. Like I wrote a sad quarantine song when we were house sitting. It was just the two of us taking care of three pets and washing the house. And, Plants. Um, yeah, watering the lawn. <laughs> and, and like, I feel like you can kind of hear it in the song. Like, I was over back at my parents' place and I was playing it on the piano and not even singing it, just playing the piano part. And my mom goes, that really sounds like a quarantine song. Yep. And like, I guess I'm succeeding. <laughs> yeah. At capturing, capturing that moment. Yeah. It's interesting because this is, this is where Russell 
Hey, go away, phone. <laughs> um, we can still hear. I got, <laughs> not you. <laughs> I got a phone and I from uh, the pharmacy. The They're pharmacy? Is yeah, Annie there? <laughs> Hi, this is the pharmacy looking for Annie. <laughs> but it's interesting because this, this is a place that has so much depth and context for Russell. And then for me, I mean, ah. I've never been this far away from my family and my parents yeah. and my sister. Um, and really, like, this is, it's, it's very new for me. So what has... Uh, being away because obviously you're now in a place of understanding completely how Russ feels when he's away from his family, he's away from his siblings, right? So now not only are you away, but now you're in the midst of seeing him being reunited with his family and really your family there. <laughs> you're part of this family unit now. Um, has that opened your eyes to anything? Like, okay, this is this is, this is how I'm feeling. Oh wow! But it's also how Russ could have been feeling this whole time. Whoa! What? Are you a therapist? I, <laughs> <laughs> you know, sometimes I get a little cheesy like that. We it doesn't. <laughs> but we're just asking. <laughs> That's a really interesting way think about it that you have just been you're kind of we're flipped yeah basically what do you think um (laughs) i'm kind of the flip side of that you know like it's weird because i've lived far away from my parents for a long time yeah weird and we have a great relationship i love them so much they trust uh, they trust that you're doing what you need to do yeah and i don't feel like I don't want to say I feel suffocated by my parents, but um, I feel sort of suffocated by like the like lifetime of stuff that's happened here in this house and in the surrounding area where I grew up. Um, it's just, did you hear me yell? What? We're doing an interview right now. Uh, yeah. Cool. <laughs> Hello there. Hi, <laughs> um, yeah, it's a weird feeling, and it. I don't know. In some ways, it's much harder to function as a human for me when I'm here. It just has. So, so now, now we're talking not just the experience of having to get up and move to find safer shelter, mm-hmm. and 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 now you're being with family, people you haven't been with in a long time. There yeah. are things from the past that are a little can be triggering. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just sort of gets me into this certain like mood, mood or mindset. Um, basically, it's this is a long and elaborate way of saying I'm really lazy when I'm here. But <laughs> <laughs> so, so then, so then, do you feel like having this new creative outlet in terms of this new branding of yourselves as musicians, as a duo? <laughs> um, as a couple? Question mark? Siblings? Who knows? Kissing cousins? <laughs> um, do you feel that helps you stay creative and on and keeps you motivated? Because it's not just about you now. You guys both have a responsibility to each other. 
Would you like to answer? Uploaded <laughs> to each other. As artists, to push each other. Oh man! Thank you for not pushing me, which I appreciate. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for not pushing me. I mean, in a bigger way. Um, when we were in Brooklyn together, we were we were in a band. Yes, and um, we kind of like left each other alone in that in that way. I mean, Russell was in a different band, and um, I was he was also working on solo stuff. I was in like yeah. three bands at one point. Russell was in um, oh I'm sorry you flipped. Um, your Russell was in an industrial metal band. True industrial um, metal. You know, I love that. He had a lot of different outlets, and um, I mean, this proximity to each other. And um, now, everything we do is kind of, kind of the same thing in a way, because we are so close. Yeah, and I do feel like we have no space or yeah, other friends. That is true. We see a lot of each other. Yeah, but I do feel like the way we collaborate and the way we write is, in a way, kind of like a metaphor for like. Our relationship as a whole. I know that sounds cheesy, but um, like, like we have very different musical backgrounds, and like, our approaches are not totally the same. And we both bring stuff to the table, and kind of have to figure out how yes. to make it work with. Each other. Yeah, yeah, a lot yeah, of compromising. Really, I mean, you're you're yeah. influencing each other's ears that you mm -hmm. wouldn't normally be doing if you were just stuck in your own bubble. Very true. Yeah, for sure. So it's interesting seeing how that works, um, and it's kind of the same as any musical collaboration yeah. in a way. You have to do that. Yeah. But I feel like it has kind of an added like depth to it because we're here together and we're kind of just doing life together, and that's just one part of it. And one uh, for me, I would say it's like a writing is a way of kind of processing my life. So yeah. It's kind of a way of doing that together. It's like couples therapy. I don't know. <laughs> I, I like that because then even with things and, and, and it happens in, in terms of any kind of relationship, right? S there are things that are left unsaid. But when you're a songwriter and you're reading this, you're like, wait a minute. Are you not telling me something? <laughs> well, these lyrics are profound. Are, th are these about me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> so but now yeah. uh, you guys have been hosting a weekly Facebook event songwriters in space 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 what's that about tell us a little bit about that so in the beginning of um, the quarantine we were putting together showcases with all of our friends um, to kind of keep up that that feeling of community yeah uh, because a little more go away truck. There's a truck in the background here outside. A lot is happening. Um, I'm going to let you hold this. I mean, we can I'm so... This whole time you guys have had to hold the phone too. I love that. This is the world we live in now. We're getting interviewed, but my arm is just asleep. Russell, <laughs> <laughs> get me coffee and hold it. <laughs> hold it for me. <laughs> I'm not drinking that. Just hold it. <laughs> <laughs> I just want it. I don't actually want it, but I want it. So before we were um, everything, 
Okay, about a year ago, I was pretty aggressively putting together shows and lineups of our friends. Um, we had a show planned at the Mercury Lounge. Um, that mm-hmm. was be- That's right. You've 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 you guys have performed together a lot in different shows. And then this happens, right? So so yeah. So you had Mercury lined up. That was kind of my thing was putting together all of the shows with with my band and with Russ's so other you're, band. So you're so so you're an event planner as well in terms of music producing that's, live that's live shows. Cool. Sometimes you, I've had I do it all the time because that's mm-hmm. you don't that's have to it. ask other people. Hey, can I be on? No, I just produce my own shows and then I help others have a platform as well. Exactly. So you have this. Yeah. So we kind of um, immediately, when things when things immediately became virtual, uh, we were kind of putting together like this is this is the same thing. This is like we're farming and we had we, we still. This friends. is all the same. We're just gonna pretend. Exactly. We're totally in person. <laughs> and then um, we took a step back when um, more much more important things needed that space online we're like we're gonna we're gonna see what we can do and not do this right now um and then we kind of just fell out of it for a really long time and yeah life got difficult for yeah personal reasons and for I, like yeah being in this world reasons yes. I, I think yeah. i think what happens and what has happened and, and and it could be a combination of both. I don't think you really have to stop one for the other. Mm-hmm. It could be both in terms of how do I express my activism in this world? Uh, we, we obviously have thoughts. We have feelings. We have empathy. Um, we see what's going on around us. And then we look at our art and we're like, oh, who cares about this? <laughs> yeah. But I... That's I, definitely part of what happened. What was that? That's definitely part of what was what happened. I don't think, and uh, but I don't think it has to be that. I, I I still think there is a lot. Once you find your place and your purpose, and that was your purpose, mm-hmm. is to uplift others through your music. That is still needed, and I, and yes, that is hard to. Sometimes that's hard to. And I don't know if it's justify. For ourselves like is this what i'm really doing right now <laughs> but i think you can do both and just as long as it's from a sincere place so is this so where you feel it is this, this because you're in a place and and not totally comfort right because you did have to pick up and move and like other people and but you still find yourself taken care of you're taking care of yourselves you have family was did guilt come into play here well i'm jewish so um, <laughs> <laughs> that's right <laughs> i'm always guilty i love that <laughs> hi welcome to the junk and jam hour we are just going to play on all the stereotypes today <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a tremendous amount of amount of. I, I I mean, in guilt, in terms of 
you know what? We can still do whatever we want to do in terms of putting yeah. music together. If we want to do this mm-hmm. event, we can do it. And then you're like, but other people don't have this or they can't do this. Exactly. They're not even here anymore. They've passed away. <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Whatever that may be. Um, so it sounds like that's something you've been contending with. I hope it's something that you've found peace with in terms of you can still move on and and help inspire others. I mean, that's it's it is it is that balance between um, we are so privileged in that we have been able to stay with Russell's family and my family is okay and and how can we take what we have and kind of bring other people yeah. into it? I mean, we yeah. are able to put together these these live streams and shows and invite people to be there with us. Um, and and thank God we're we are okay. Yeah. Our brains are okay. We're like we're emotionally pretty together. By twenty twenty standards, yeah. Twenty twenty yeah. standards, yeah. And I think that's a great thing. I mean, we we can't all be we can't all have this mindset that we should all be suffering to understand what's going on because we need those of us who are capable and able to help others and to carry them. And I don't think that's anything to feel guilty about. Which by the way, you guys do some and have done in our activists and do some incredible work. Um, I know for you, Russell, you um, are um, in, in terms of, well, first of all, we haven't even gotten started on, on everything about you. There's so many layers to you both other than being musicians and artists. Um, you've lived everywhere in terms of globally, uh, Russ, uh, including Taiwan. <laughs> Um, what is the difference in 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 that type of of umbrella of Asian culture than in the states? Just in general? Yeah, just in general. I mean, what's sort of the difference in terms of? I mean, obviously, we know there's cultural differences. Of course. But how about maybe societal differences? Yeah, I mean. Um, when I was there, uh, I'm trying to think of a relatively short way to tell this story. <laughs> um, long story short, I started studying Chinese in that's right. high school. Yeah, you understand me. And I got right? really into that. That's all I really wanted to do in college. Uh, I studied in China a couple of times. And then when I graduated, I moved to Taiwan because they speak Mandarin there. And um, it's not like China in the sense that it's a democracy and it's a little more open and yeah. um, it's in some ways a more comfortable place to be um, but um, I was teaching English there but the way I was teaching English was at what they call a cram school which is like these school children would be in school all day and their parents would pay these privately run cram schools so they could send their kids there to have a two hour English class after their normal day and there was so much pressure on all the kids and to learn it. Uh, they were all like, what was that? To learn it, to get it right. This is yeah, a worldwide it, language, yeah. Part of it is that and part of it is just like academic achievement. Yes. Like 
they can't even go home and relax after their school day and they have more class and they have homework and I mean that's an issue in the states too of course but like I feel like the approach was like just that whole system of the cram schools that I was involved with seemed very like intense and cutthroat. Yeah. So so like, so so I I want to go from there right because um other than spending the last three years working in immigration uh, law <laughs> and obviously you care about immigration rights um, one of your future endeavors um, or at least goals is to work towards reform of US educational system and obviously that might have been triggered by your time in Taiwan it sounds like that was for sure a factor um, uh, according to publicschoolreview.com, um, deficits in government funding for schools um, are obviously are always an issue. And one of the biggest issues facing, it's one of the biggest issues facing the American uh, public education system. Um, more than 90% of K-12 schools um, funding comes from state and local governments and they're obviously largely generated by sales and income taxes and just right. even just thinking about the effect COVID has had on all yeah. of those things and how money is funneling into education um, so I guess we know why and how the US education system is failing um, do you have one or two ideas of how policymakers can improve the quality of education? It's a big one. <laughs> that is a question that will require a lot of time. But sure. I'm writing a lot of. I'm in grad school now. I just started. I'm writing a lot of essays about this I love kind it. of stuff. I love it. Um, I feel like there's not a lot of easy solutions, no. but it's very easy to point out what the problems are. Sure. Like obviously. But is that not is that not a good way to get? to start getting to um, a solution and conclusion that works is really truthfully highlighting what isn't. That's definitely true. And I, I think a lot of the big problems with our education system are how it kind of reinforces, it's all capitalism, I guess, but it reinforces the inequality between communities and between classes and between races. And like schools generally do well in proportion to like how well they are off societally so like you know a lot of people are doomed from the start because they're in a community that is low income and their schools have no funding yeah and, and it's just this, out of that. this mindset um, that just keeps on feeding into itself yeah i was i've been ranting at annie about some of the interesting things i'm learning about in terms of like even like the way we use language and how like mm -hmm. one kind of English is proper English and that's the English that rich white people spoke and like forced on yes. everyone else. And, yes. Um, yeah, like there's so many <laughs> that are it's not like just education. It's education as a component of like all of our society. Um Well listen, I, mean, I as someone who has grown up in, in largely African-American, Puerto Rican, you know, neighborhoods growing up. And this goes back to Annie. In terms of hindsight, hindsight's a real kicker, isn't it? 
language does affect how we feel not just about ourselves how we feel about each other how we feel about others and how we look at ourselves and when we spend a lot of times whether we feel like it's just for I wouldn't even say for fun. I forget what the terminology is. Oh, he's just saying it in, 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 you know, just in jest or whatever. Um, They really do affect not just how we feel and see each other, but how others see us, right? For sure. And then, of course, that leads to the whole school-to-prison pipeline. Um, Now, um, Annie, you... You also um, you spent some time uh, working for a nonprofit in New York when when you were when you were here. We miss you, Annie. Um, you worked for a benefit. Uh, you worked for a benefit. Hold on, I'm trying a nonprofit that benefited Holocaust survivors. Yes. And one of your jobs <laughs> was to man Facebook. Did, and, and obviously right there we already know, we were just talking about language, right, Russ? Was there anything there that surprised you that you were seeing in terms of comments? Oh my goodness. <sighs> there was a lot of um, varying opinions that people had about yeah. certain other people. <laughs> um, it was really surprising how how different people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. Um, I, 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 yeah. We were supposed to have a fun talk, right, guys? <laughs> um. So now, do you feel you guys again? And this goes back to. I don't think you have anything to prove to anybody. You do so much, whether it's in front of or behind the scenes. Um, so thank you both for that and and for truly caring. Because people, we can say we can care. We can be activists on Instagram. But you guys really do the work, not just in terms or, or and I know there's more to do, right, for both of you, but not just in terms of trying to influence positively influence people through your music but you're doing a lot of great work um behind the music so thank you for that um but now you've you've made music together i know you guys are working on an ep right now what are some of the specific goals or maybe messages behind that we can expect from the upcoming sanderling ep I would say a lot of it is just we're we've been like really finding our chemistry recently since being here in Austin, mm-hmm. which is what Marigold's resulted from. Mm-hmm. It's kind of exploring that, just even our creative chemistry with each other. Um, and it's stuff we've mostly written in quarantine, just sort of our thoughts and feelings. So, I mean, some of it's kind of just processing the world during that time or this time, really. It's still the same time. But what do you think? I agree. I think um, yeah, I mean, it's just 
But what what would you what would you what would you want people to get from your music? What do we want people to get from our music? What do you want to get from your music? <laughs> I feel like you are probably the same way, but I don't think a whole lot about other people and what they're going to get out of music I'm making. I that'll that'll to, just happen. Yeah, I try to just sort of express what I'm feeling or what I'm trying to say as well as I can, like in a way that resonates with me. And yeah. then if any other people get anything out of that, but a treat. It doesn't matter if it's what I intended or not. Like if they can get something out of it, then that's plenty. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If anyone has any sort of response to the things we are seeing, that is a tremendous privilege on our part. For sure. Yeah. Now I know you guys have like some goals in terms of what what shows you want to go see once, whenever this is over. <laughs> um. Do you guys have any goals for yourselves in terms of getting out there for performing and or touring? After? Um, after, my dream is to just be in an RV and travel <laughs> around the country and just go into all the places without a mask. That would be amazing in the next few years. Yeah, but, right. Uh, short term, I mean, virtual is totally fine. Yeah. Just just wear a mask. Um, and he's been reaching out to like coffee shops and places that have yeah. open air seating. Yeah. And some of those have been having music again. Yeah. That's um, right. Yeah, we're starting to see that out here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So if we could get something like that, that would be great. We were while wearing a mask. While wearing a mask. Yeah. Um, yeah, we were in Brooklyn like a month ago, maybe, because I needed to move out of my apartment officially and stop paying rent and all that. Um, and we met up with some friends in Prospect Park and we were walking around in Park Slope and there's this guy outside at like a bar and he's playing like terrible covers and stuff. <laughs> he started Wonderwall and then abandoned it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck gosh. Yeah, and we were making the observation that if we saw him during normal times, we wouldn't really have even noticed. I know. But hearing this guy playing like shitty like Pink Floyd covers was magical just because yeah. it was live music you know <laughs> I noticed that and and, and 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 obviously that's the silver lining is where we can get back to really learning how to appreciate all things and and they don't have to be these big fancy things yes yeah, so yesterday I'm walking from the supermarket I'm like and you obviously notice it now because it's so striking. Balloons. People having balloons outside. You're like, balloons? Mind blown. <laughs> There's a little party outside. <laughs> oh, a thousand percent. Yeah, I think one of the big takeaways from the pandemic is we kind of have these new new eyes to look at things with where we don't take everything for granted as much and it may it might not last it probably won't yeah well it's, it's nice that we get that for now in a weird way like it is a silver lining of it for sure absolutely yeah. well we are definitely enjoying every single moment we have here and thank you guys so much for joining me and taking the time to just come in and, and share some of your insights and of course your beautiful music. We can't wait to hear 
the rest of it. I know you guys have been playing it's some of. I, I, I feel like it was the last Facebook thing you posted. It was just great. I was just like a whole hour of you guys singing and Thank playing you. music. You guys are so funny and so fun and just so talented and which is a word that we th use loosely nowadays. <laughs> Most importantly, we do pretty good Britney Spears covers. Yes, that's <laughs> right. <laughs> Mashups. Um, <laughs> Britney Spears monster mashups. Uh, so now for anybody looking for anything related to Sanderling music, I know you guys have sanderlingmusic.com because I had to go there just to see it for myself. Um, <laughs> it's there. Um, <laughs> but to but to find them now with content, you guys can visit at Sanderling Music, S-A-N-D-E-R-L-I-N-G-M-U-S-I-C, just in case. Um, on Twitter, on the Instagrams, on the Facebooks, um, for everything about Sanderling Music and all their upcoming projects. For everything we do here, you can find out about us on RadioFreeBrooklyn.com. And then, of course, for everything Junker Jam, just go to JunkerJam.com. Um, thank you guys so very much for spending your time with us. I definitely appreciate it. And, and and I hope to see you again. Let's stay in touch because sure. we've got a lot of other things that 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 going on, and and I would definitely like you guys to be a part of. We could even meet in person in seventeen years. We could even meet in. <laughs> this episode and all episodes of the Junk and Jam Hour can be streamed on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeart Podcasts, Google Play Music, and simply tell Alexa, play the Junk and Jam Hour. Thank you.